I'm sick, so I sound like a dead frog. Oops. I'm weird, and I still am coughing. <laughs> you are. You'll be coughing forever. Yeah. It usually yeah. goes away when it's get warmer, but we're through the summer, and it was I was still coughing. So yeah. it's just going to get worse as it gets colder. <laughs> it's going to get worse. Well, By I'm, the end, you'll just be like one giant hack goblin. That's all you do is like hack. It's from when I had mono and didn't know it, mm. and it destroyed my lungs. Well, maybe you shouldn't <clears> have been a dirty kissing whore, and you wouldn't have gotten mono. I know. That was a dirty kissing whore. Two. All right. So can, can you honestly name the names of every person you've kissed? Yes. Really? I yeah. I'm also kind of a prude and only kiss like people, <laughs> so it's not that hard. Really? But even at like parties and stuff. I never kissed anyone at a party. Okay. Well, in that yeah. case, I'm a dirty kissing whore. <laughs> 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 Whatever. Yes. I was crazy one time. Oh yes. Okay. Um, yes, I'll watch my fucking kit. Thanks. All right, so <laughs> we are drinking again, continuing on our yeah. hot chocolate binge because it's Spiked cold chocolate. as shit and um, it warms our cold dead hearts. Peppermint schnapps and hot chocolate are delicious together. Oh, you know what's really good? Mexican hot chocolate tequila and excuse <laughs> me, <laughs> your excuse. Gross. I tried to make it as quiet as possible. Yeah, no, that didn't work. All right. Oh. So we are continuing on tonight with our Southern Fried Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. We're coming to the end. I'm kind of sad to I'm leave sad. the deep south of Potter behind. But, the deep south of Potter. But next week we Potter's get to experience. Yes, we get to go back to our our new Harry Potter story with Hannah once she I know. survives France. Oh, that first episode is going to be crazy to hear. I know. Because it was our first first and we were like, I don't know what to, not that we know what we're doing now. <laughs> we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Not that that's weird. okay. Alright. It's cool, man. So Ashley, would you like to go over the rules? Yeah. Oh, I just turned oh, off that page. Not safe for work. Just because we cuss a lot. Not safe for work. Not this, safe for children. Yeah, this story isn't actually very you know, inappropriate, but we cuss a lot. So We do cuss a lot. There's no dicks in this story, so because of that... Some. We made dicks. We we made dicks on our rules page. We lost our original rules page, so we made a new one. With and then so we couldn't we couldn't remember what the original double dick looked like on the rules page, so we drew three different versions of them. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you like that. So many dicks. So many dicks. Okay. So the rules are you must have at least one drink before we start. We did Done. that in our pregame. Check right. it out. Sarah wipes the floor with us in Harry no, Potter No, I only need to buy one point. Yeah, you gave me so many easy bonus points. If we were actually playing a straight-up game, I would just be crying in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> that was Patrick. <laughs> with his one point. Uh, anytime anyone says, ew, or something to that effect, you drink. Everybody drinks. Um, <clears throat> if at any time things get too gross or weird, uh, you can use our safe word, which is... Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. Because right. you're always safe with Pee Wee Herman. Um, however, we can override your peewee. Mm-hmm. Yep. Although, really, the only story that really called for a peewee Herman was that fucking Five Nights at Friday's thing that we read. I know. But Although I, I have some good ones lined up. Yeah. That might involve a peewee. Good. I need, I'm, I want, uh, yeah. Yeah, so there's a real disturbing Little Mermaid, or not Little Mermaid, My Little Pony one. <laughs> oh, bestiality. Oh, yeah. Oh, Twilight Sparkle gets her groove on. It's a little oh, disturbing. My God. I know. Oh, my God. And then our disclaimer... You may. <laughs> That's the t-shirt we need. Disclaimer, you, you may. <laughs> I could totally make that. I would wear that one. <laughs> and then we've got three dicks here. One of them's like intertwined. And then the other's hugging the other one. It says, yeah, you like that. And then the other one is um, the actual drawing. Our OG hugging dicks. Yeah. Although I have to say that one looks kind of like it's like two, bo- like, you know, like, one ball sack, two dicks. Like the bottom corner? This one? Yeah. It looks like a weird hot dog cut in half. 
Oh, yeah. Or a bun that someone tore and then left on the floor. Or two Kotex pads crossing each other. <laughs> you across the stream is my You never cross the stream. All right. <clears throat> so. Oh, I should take a picture of the dick sword. In case you forgot. Uh, previously. On previously. Southern, on Southern Fried Southern Harry Potter. Potter. Um, we met. Sweet, sweet Harry Potter, who was living with his uncle Vern and Aunt Daisy <coughs> and cousin Dirk um, in a <laughs> single wide trailer somewhere in the deep south. Yeah. Harry, of course, lived not in the single wide trailer with everyone else, but in a crusty old nasty Winnebago that had been mm-hmm. basically backed into a pole <laughs> and obviously did not run and smelled kind of like mold and feet. Um, <laughs> Harry goes with Dirk and Uncle Vern and Aunt Daisy to the NASCAR time trials for Dirk's, <laughs> for Dirk's birthday, birthday. Um, where he discovers that he can indeed talk to snakes as he He's encountered snake a, a snake charmer who had snakes in aquariums, as you do. Terrariums. Uh, no, it's a fucking aquarium. And then, of course, let her start pouring in. And instead of, you know, rushing to a boat and sailing to a tiny island <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, um, they instead take shelter in a barn in the middle of nowhere yep. where they are um, discovered by Hack. Hack. Who brings Harry his letter Great and a name. smushed birthday cake and tells him that his parents, um, Lily and Earl, were famous wizards, strong wizards, and Harry is well known throughout the land. And now, Harry, who survives an attack by Old Mort, Old Mort, Mort. is um, going to go with Hagrid to... Hack. Sorry, Hack. um, To Diagon Alley, which has not changed its name, um, to get his money out of Gringo's bank and purchase all of his equipment. <laughs> so excited. For his first year at Sal Pimples. <laughs> <laughs> We're really Hogwarts, but we felt like Sal Pimples was more appropriate. All right. <clears throat> Chapter five. Chapter five. All of Harry's senses were assaulted at once. Diagon Alley was overwhelming. There were sights, smells, and sounds, all clamoring for attention that Harry wished he had more heads so he could take it all in. (laughs) Drink. (laughs) All of Harry's heads want to take it in. (laughs) I just threw up a little. (laughs) There were shops. Rows and rows of shops. And of course... Shoppers. Well, yeah. Obviously. For Harry, they were just as interesting as the shops they shopped at. There were places to buy books, ingredients, clothes, animals, and all manner of unidentifiable things. Wow, I could not say that word. Sorry. He has a strong drink, haven't Yeah. All right. We'd better start with Gringo, said Hack. Can't buy much. (laughs) I'm so excited. Can't buy much without money, can you? Gringo's bank wasn't hard to spot. It was an impressive building amidst what might be described as other modest locations. And in some cases, that was being very polite. Harry thought some of these places must be quite old. As they approached Gringo's, they were greeted by a uniformed doorman. Harry had seen them portrayed in old movies, but that's something you think used to exist ages ago, but not anymore. The Dorman was very short, had odd features, and as they approached, a very menacing grin. Yup, said Hack, that's a goblin. They entered, and the lobby was bustling with more activity than the street. It was not very loud, however, even though one would have thought it would be, since the structure seemed to be largely built out of granite. They approached a teller behind an available window. (laughs) And for anybody who doesn't remember, (laughs) the goblins all have Boston accents. Yep. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Don't be excited. (laughs) Be afraid. All right. All right. Um. Okay. I can't take Ashley's face right now. Okay, stop staring at me (laughs) like that because it's frightening. Mr. Harry Potter is here to make a withdrawal, said Hack. 
The goblin behind the counter looked up from its ledger, eyed the two of them deliberately, and then asked, I'm so sorry. I can't do Boston, just so you know. Um, I don't even fucking know how to say this. I'm excited. And does Mr. Pata have his key? I cannot see fucking No, no, Boston. no, that was good. That was good. That oh, was good. Was Keep bad. going. Keep going. It was asked in a tone that clearly indicated it didn't think there was going to be a positive answer. Oh, my God. Um, uh, hang on a sec, said Hack, as he started rummaging through his multitude of pockets. He fished out all manner of items you don't normally expect anybody to carry oh. unless they're going camping. The look of disgust on his teller's features was unmistakable. Ah, here it is, said Hack triumphantly, and handed it to the teller. As the teller inspected the key, Hack began to put all his other articles back into various pockets. And Ashley is sad because she couldn't add to her a list of shit in Hagrid's pockets. I know. All right. Well, it all seems to be in order, said the goblin. <laughs> I also have this, in which Hack produced an envelope that looked similar to the ones Harriet received so many of. The goblin opened it, read it, leveled a very serious gaze at Hack, and simply said... Very well. I shall have an assistant help you. She probably cannot. Uh, Grip Hook, which has not changed. Another goblin, apparently named Grip Hook, showed up and led them to the vault area. They boarded a cart, which seemed to start moving of its own volition. Harriet tried to watch Grip Hook steer it, but it didn't look as though Grip Hook was doing any such thing other than riding along just as Hack and Harry were. Harry tried to keep track of the directions, left, right, right, right again, but the car had picked up enough speed and made so many quick turns that Harry quickly lost track. Do you think it makes that really satisfying, like, clack, 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 Oh, I'm sure it does. Clack, 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 It's kind of like um, the mine ride at Knott's Berry Farm. Mm-hmm. Totally just like that. I love that ride. I don't want to love it, but I do. Because it's so awful, but it's so it's good. It's so good. Oh, yeah. At one point, you go past a miner who's like, uh, 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 the one who's like banging uh, on the pole. Uh, like, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and for anyone that does not live in California, that will make no sense. But nope. it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Right. Hack looked positively nauseous, so Harry thought he'd try to take his mind off things. I can never remember which one is a stalactite and which is a stalagmite, he said to Hack. Hack seemed to regard Harry as if he were a bit crazy and said, Slagmat's got an M in it. Don't talk to me while we're moving. So Harry decided it was probably best to leave him alone. Uh, Harry arrived, they arrived at a series of numbered doors and the cart stopped. Grip Hook hopped out, followed, Harry to a, um, followed by Harry and a somewhat pale hack. <laughs> I love it when you pause because I, I know it's, it's so coming. I'm so excited. Uh, well, I don't know how to do key please in the Boston accent, so. Key please. No! Try it! Uh, no. Do better. <laughs> Jesus. Actually, scary, guys. All right. Key please said Grip Hook and Hack hands it over the small key. I'll try next time. Grip Hook approached the door, inserted the key into a particular keyhole among many, and opened the door. The sight that greeted Harry was nothing he expected. There were piles upon piles of coins, gold, silver, and bronze. Harry was speechless. Hack managed to chuckle, but still looked a bit pale. <laughs> See, told you, your parents wouldn't leave you with nothing. Hack then produced a pouch and took a few handfuls of coins and filled it. Fucking Hack is stealing from Harry right in front of his face. <laughs> well, just a little off the top. Right? It's, it's his, um... Finding bonus? Yeah, it's just finder's fee. Yeah, there you go, finder's fee. That's yeah. For. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, totally. All right, there. That ought to last you the term. Hack turned to Grip Hook. Vault 713, please now. Can we go a bit slower this time? He asked. Uh, <laughs> one speed only, said Grip Hook without emotion. So bad. Do it, do it. I tried. It was horrible. Uh, right, said Hack, and they all boarded the car and set off again. I love how you think reading faster will get through the goblin It will. Because <laughs> you're like, there's only like <laughs> one more goblin line. <laughs> all right. Uh, at least this trip was shorter. When the cart stops and everybody got out, Grip Hook turned to them and said rather convincingly, stand back. <laughs> stand back. Stand, yeah. No, that's wrong too. It is. That's terrible. Thanks. Griffith then approached the door, moved some levers, turned some knobs, and probably said a few words, um, presumed Harry, until the door opened. Um, Oh, fuck. (laughs) 
If anyone but a gringo's goblin tried that, they'd be trapped inside the vault. I cannot do Boston. <laughs> Fuck. Most of us have never been anywhere north of Oklahoma. Um, Did you just make like all the A's weird? Yeah, yeah. I can't. But this trip, next one says. Trip, but... This next one says yes. <laughs> In yeah. the writing. Yeah. 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 The car. <laughs> the coffee. No, that's no, not. That's, that's New York. New York. Yeah. The pack with the cat. <laughs> the bad. <laughs> uh, Harry looked at Grip Hook in surprise and asked, How often do you come to check to see if anyone's in here? Oh, about once every 10 years or so, said Grip Hook. Smugness confirmed. By the way, it says years, like Y E yes. hyphen A H S, and then A W. Ah. Ah. The door was pulled open, and based upon what Harry saw in his parents' vault, <clears throat> rather his vault now, he guessed. He expected something even grander to greet his eyes, but no. The vault looked barren, save for a small wrapped parcel on a stool. Hack reached inside and tucked it into an interior pocket. Add that to his list of things. Oh, oh, He looked oh. at Harry and said, Bessie don't mention this to anyone, Harry. Hack faced Griphook and said, Let's go. They exited the bank and started shopping, filling out the items on Harry's list. He had books and equipment. He had no idea what they would be for. He was excited to have them all the same. They approached Madame Malkin's robe shop, and Hack stopped. Harry, do you mind if I go for a little pick-me-up while you're in here? Those gringos cards give me the willies. <laughs> Harry thought Hack still looked a bit pale and said, sure. So he's like, peace out, I'm going to go get drunk at the bar. <laughs> he's feeling nauseous, so he's going to go drink a little alcohol. Of course, as you do. Smart choices. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd go for a lie-down, but, you know, drinking, <laughs> solid. They're not British. They can't have a lie-down. They're gonna have a quick a siesta. A siesta. There you go. Have a yeah. siesta with gringos. Since they're working, a siesta after gringos. Mm -hmm. uh, Harry went inside and was greeted by a gentle older woman dressed all in mauve. Hogwarts, dear? She asked. Harry nodded. Just spitting another young gentleman now. Go ahead and try this on. I'll be with you in a moment, she said. There was a pale blonde haired she pointy. Be, she, can she be like a Dolly Parton? She could. She has giant titties. Yeah. This doesn't mention that. No. But they're stuffed into that mauve outfit she's yeah. wearing. Yeah. I'm going to picture her as Dolly Parton. Me too. All right. There's a pale, blonde-haired, pointy-faced boy getting the finishing touches put on his robe. <gasps> What's his name going to be? Uh, when I do a vote, what do you think it's going to be? Oh. It can't mm. be Dirk. It cannot be Dirk. Although Draco and Dirk are pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, Darren. Darren. Oh, that's solid. What's another digger, maybe? Dickweed. Dickweed. Dick ball. <laughs> ball sack. <laughs> oh, my new thing, instead of saying ball sacks, because you can't say that at work, mm -hmm. is ball sockets. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty close for me. Maybe solid. <laughs> yeah, I approve. Okay, what's his name? All right, let's see. <clears throat> Harry stood in front of the mirror next to him. Another store employee started pinning the robe where it needed to be taken up. Hello, said the boy. Hogwarts, too? Yeah, said Harry enthusiastically. My father's next door buying my books, and my mother's up the street looking at wands, said the boy. He had a bored, slow drawl about him. I guess if you go slower, oops. Then I'm going to drag them off to look at racing brooms. I can't see why first years can't have their own. I think I'll wheedle father into getting me one now and smuggle it in somehow. Mm. Harry was strongly reminded of Dirk with this boy. Have you got your own broom? asked the boy. No, said Harry. Play Quidditch, continued the boy. No, said Harry again, wishing he knew just what the heck the boy was talking about now. I do, said the boy. Father says it'll be a shame if I don't get to play for my house, and I have to agree. Know what house you'll be in yet? No, said Harry, getting more and more frustrated by the minute. <laughs> well, no one knows what house they'll be until they get there, do they? But I just know I'll be in Slytherin. All my family have been. Can you imagine being stuck in Hufflepuff? I think hey. I'd leave. The boy turned hey. on, wouldn't you? Hey. Ashley's a Hufflepuff. Hey. Puff pride. Mm, replied Harry, wishing he could say something a tad more interesting. <clears throat> hey, look at that man in the window, said the boy with some surprise, nodding towards the front window. Hack was standing there with the oddest grin, holding two ice creams to show he couldn't come in. <laughs> He's so sweet. I know. <laughs> That's Hack, said Harry, glad to finally be able to contribute something. He works at Hogwarts. Oh, said the boy, very uninterested. Very uninterested. 
I've heard of him. He's some sort of servant, isn't he? Said the boy with a smugly superior tone. <laughs> He's the gameskeeper, said Harry, and was liking the boy less and less. Exactly. I've heard he's some sort of savage or something. He lives in a hut on school grounds, and every now and then he gets drunk and tries to do magic and ends up setting fire to something. <laughs> I feel like, like that would be me if I was in it. Yeah, that's what I was. I'm pretty sure that would be me. <laughs> I think he's brilliant, said Harry Cooley. Do you? said the boy incredulously. Why is he with you? Where are your parents? They're dead. Harry. Don't you feel shitty now? He didn't exactly feel like sharing with the boy at this moment. Oh, sorry, said the boy. Not sounding sorry in the least. But they were our kind, weren't they? They were wizards, if that's what you mean, replied Harry. I really don't think they should let the other sword in, do you? Continued the boy. I mean, it's just not the same. They've never been brought up to know our ways. Some of them have never even heard of Hogwarts till they received their letter. Imagine. I think they should keep it in the old established families. Oh, what's your surname, by the way? <laughs> Prepare to have your mind blown, right. kid. But before Harry could say anything, Madame Malkin announced, That's you done, dear. Harry, not sorry for the interruption at all, hopped down. Well, I see you at Hogwarts, I suppose, drawled the boy. Harry was rather quiet while he ate the ice cream that Hack brought for him. Damn, we all know his name. No. Oh. It was good. Chocolate with raspberry topped with chopped topped with chopped nuts. Say <laughs> that all one more one more time. I know. Chocolate, Chocolate with the raspberry topped with chopped nuts. Chop chop. Uh, chop chop you nuts. <clears throat> Tops. You can keep going. All right. What's up? Asked Hack. Oh, nothing. Replied Harry. They stopped to buy a few more incidental supplies, and Harry cheered up a bit when he found a bottle of ink that changed colors as you wrote. When they left that shop, Harry piped up and asked, Hack, which Quidditch? Good grief, Harry, I keep forgetting how much you don't know, said Hack. Would all make me feel worse about it, said Harry gloomily. Harry told him about the boy <laughs> in Madame Malkin's shop. He said most people from Slither, er, sorry, and he said people from Muggle families shouldn't be allowed in, exclaimed Harry. You're not from a muggle family. If he'd known who you are, he'd have known your name. If his parents were really wizarding folks, you saw him in the crack kettle. Anyway, what does he know? Some of the best I've ever seen came from a long line of muggles. Look at your mom and what she had for a sister. So then what is Quidditch? inquired Harry. <laughs> well, that's our game. Wizard sport. It's like, well, it's much like football in the muggle world. Everyone follows Quidditch. It's played up in air on broomsticks. There's four balls and, well, it's hard to explain the rules, said Hack. Well, what's a Slytherin and a Hufflepuff? asked Harry. Those are schoolhouses. There's four of them. Everyone says Hufflepuffs are a bunch of slugs, but... God! I bet I'm in Hufflepuff, interrupted Harry gloomily. Better Hufflepuff than Slytherin, said Hack in a very serious and dark tone. There hasn't been a single wizard who went bad who wasn't from Slytherin. You know who was one. Old... I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, you know who was at Hogwarts? Harry was shocked. Years and years ago, uh, confirmed Hack. He turns his attention back to Harry's list of supplies. Just your wand left. Oh, yeah, and I still ain't got your birthday present yet. Harry blushed. <laughs> you don't have to, you know, he stammered. The, the butt cake was his birthday present. It was. Was it not you did something more than butt cake? I get right. more than butt cake? <laughs> more than butt cake, yes. <laughs> Please, sir, may I have more, more than, than butt, butt cake? cake. <laughs> oh, um, 20, let's see. I know I don't have to, Hack Chuckle. I'll tell you what, I'll get your animal. Not a toad. They went out of style years ago and you'd be laughed at. Poor Neville. I know. And I can't stand cats. Okay. They make me hot. sneeze. I know, I'll get you an owl. They're right handy delivering the mail and everything. 20 minutes later, they were exiting Ilop's Owl Emporium. Harry now carried a large cage, which <coughs> held a beautiful snow owl fast asleep with her head tucked under her wing. Aww. Harry couldn't stop stammering his thanks to Hack. In fact, he thought he sounded as bad as Professor Quirrell. Don't mention it, Hack said gruffly. Don't guess you've had many presents from them Dursleys, have you? Just Ollivander's left now. The only place for wand, Ollivander's. And you gotta have the best wand. A magic wand. This is what Harry... And- <laughs> I mean, like, how do you go to wizarding school without a magic wand? Exactly. This is a twig I found. <laughs> uh-huh. This is what Harry had really been looking forward to. 
The shop was quite small and shabby, with peeling paint and dirty windows, and a sign that said Ollivanders, makers of fine wands since 382 BC. I'm surprised that that name hasn't changed. Right. And technically, it is 382 BCE, because no, we no longer use BCAD, because it's all religious, so we use BCE and CE, just, sorry, FYI, for all you people who write about old dates out there. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. No problem. The more you know. <laughs> yeah, it's my problem. A single wand lay upon a faded purple cushion in the front window. A bell tingled. Tingle, tingle, tingle. Tingle, tingle, tingle. As they make, answered. I'm going to draw a tinkling bell. <laughs> you should. all over the place. This is my tinkly bell. <laughs> it was a tiny shop, save for a single spindly chair, which Hack sat on to wait. Harry felt as if they had entered a rather strict library. He swallowed a large number of new questions that had sprung to life in his mind and looked at all the narrow boxes lying on the shelves behind the counter. The hairs on the back of his neck seemed to prickle. The dusty silence seemed to ripple with some kind of magic, Harry thought. Good afternoon, came a voice softly, catching Harry by surprise. Harry jumped. Apparently so did Hack, as he heard a tremendous creaking sound, and Hack quickly got off the spindly chair. A very old man stood in front of them, his gray eyes shining like pale moons behind spectacles. Hello, said Harry awkwardly. Ah, yes, yes, the man said. I thought I would be seeing you soon, Harry Potter. It wasn't a question so much as a statement of fact. You have your mother's eyes. Why, it seems only yesterday she was in here buying her first wand. Ten and a quarter inches long, swishy, made a willow. Nice wand for such charm work. <coughs> Mr. Ollivander moved closer to Harry. Harry wished the old man would just blink. Those eyes were creepy. Your father, on the other hand, he favored a mahogany wand, 11 inches, pliable, a little more power, more suitable to the transfiguration. I thought there weren't any dicks in this one. <laughs> well, I say your father favored it, but it's really the wand that favors the wizard, isn't it? 11 inches. That's right. The question was obviously rhetorical. Mr. Ollivander had some come so close that he and Harry were almost nose-to-nose. -nose. <laughs> Harry could see his reflection in those misty eyes. Oh, my. And that's where Mr. Ollivander touched the lightning bolt-shaped scar on Harry's forehead with a long white finger. That's weird. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that I sold the one that did that, he said softly. <laughs> Thirteen half inches, yes, powerful wand, very powerful. And in the wrong hands, well, well, if I had known what that wand was going to out in the world to do, he shook his head. And then to Harry's relief, he spotted Hack. Remus, Remus Hackford third. how nice to see you again. Uh, oak, sixteen inches, rather bendy, wasn't it? As Mr. Ollivander. <laughs> to the left. Bent a little bit to the left. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hack was 16 inches, too. Damn, son. <laughs> Hack looked uncomfortable. Uh, it, it was, sir, yes. Good one, that. But I suppose it snapped in half when you were expelled, eh? Said Mr. Ollivander, suddenly very stern. Uh, yeah, they did. Yes, muttered Hack, shuffling his feet. I've still got the pieces, though, said Hack, brightening a little. But you don't use them, said Mr. Ollivander sharply. Oh, no, sir, said Hack quickly. Harry noticed Hack gripped his pink umbrella very tightly when he spoke. <laughs> hmm, said Mr. Ollivander, giving Hack a piercing gaze. Well, now, Mr. Potter, let me see. Mr. Ollivander produced a long tape measure with silver markings out of a pocket. Which is your wand arm? Uh, well, I'm right-handed, said Harry. Hold out your arm. That's it, said Mr. Ollivander. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. He measured Harry from shoulder to fingertip, then wrist to elbow, shoulder to floor, knee to armpit, and around his head. But not as inseam, right? No, not, not as inseam. Not as Every Ollivander's wand has a core of a powerful magic substance. We use unicorn hair, phoenix tail feathers, and heartstring of dragons. No two Ollivander wands are the same, just as no two unicorns, dragons, or phoenixes are the same. And of course, you'll never get such good results using another wizard's wand. Uh-huh. <laughs> Harry suddenly realized Do the wands ever kiss? <laughs> yeah, you Can you make the wands kiss? <laughs> oh, don't touch the tips. Bad things happen. Do sparks fly when you touch the tips? <laughs> yeah. We learned that in the graveyard when they touch tips. Okay. Uh, Harry suddenly realized the tape measure was measuring Harry all on its own. Then Mr. Ollivander was splitting around the shelves going through boxes. 
That'll do, said Mr. Ollivander, and the tape measure fell to the floor. Right then, Mr. Potter, try this one. Beechwood and Dragon Heartstring, nine inches, nice and flexible. Take it and give it away. Oh my God, he's so pervy. <laughs> oh, the man is so pervy. Uh, yeah, uh, flexible. Flexible. Harry took the wand and feeling foolish, started to wave it. <laughs> Mr. Ollivander snatched it back quickly. Maple and Phoenix feathers, seven inches, try. It went this way for a while. Harry barely trying a wand before it was snatched back by Mr. Ollivander and he was giving something different to try. Harry had no idea what Ollivander was waiting for. The pile of tried wands was growing higher and higher, but the more wands Ollivander pulled off the shelves, the happier he seemed to be. Tricky customer, eh? He chuckled to himself. Not to worry, we'll find a wand for you in here somewhere. I wonder, yes, why not? Unusual combination, holly and phoenix feather, 11 inches, nice and supple. <laughs> God! <Ew>. Drink! <laughs> it's so gross! <laughs> Oh, it's empty. <laughs> and hey, I might not be able to do Boston, but I can do creepy something. Yep. Yeah, I can. Mm. Harry took the wand. He felt a sudden, sudden warmth in his fingers. Oh, God. <laughs> he raised the wand above his head and brought it pushing can't, down can't. through the dusty air. And a stream of red and gold sparks flew from the wand like a Roman candle. Hack whooped and clapped. Mr. Ollivander said, bravo. Oh, yes, indeed. Very good. Well, how curious. How very curious. He put Harry's wand back into its box and wrapped it in brown paper, still muttering curious to himself. Sorry, said Harry. What's curious? Mr. Ollivander fixed Harry with his pale stare. <coughs> I remember every wand I've ever sold, Mr. Potter. Every single one. And it just so happens the phoenix whose tail feather is in your wand gave another just one just one it's very curious indeed that you should be destined for this one when its brother gave you that scar <gasps> harry swallowed hard oh what <laughs> yes 13 and a half inches yes curious indeed how these things happen the wand chooses the wizard mr potter and i think we must expect great things from you after all he must not be named to great things terrible yes but great <laughs> harry shivered he wasn't sure he liked Mr. Ollivander very much. Well, no shit. <laughs> he paid for his wand, and Mr. Ollivander bowed, bowed them from his shop. The late afternoon sun beat down upon them as they made their way back through Diagon Alley, back to the cracked kettle, now empty. Harry didn't speak at all as they walked back. He didn't even notice how much people were gawking at him when they rode the dart wheel all the way back to the station, laden as they were with odd-shaped packages in a huge cage with a sleeping owl in it. Harry didn't really realize where they were until Hack tapped him on the shoulder at the station. Got time for a quick bite before the bus leaves. They got a couple of hamburgers and sat down. Harry looked around, and it seemed that everything looked so strange to him. You all right, Harry? You're very quiet, said Hack. <laughs> Harry wasn't sure he could put it into words. He had a big day. He just had the best birthday of his life, and yet he could not come up with the words to describe how he felt. Everyone thinks I'm special, Harry said finally. All those people in the pub, in the shops, and I don't know anything bad magic at all. How can they expect great things from me? I'm famous and I don't even know why. Harry sat across, Hack leaned across the table. Behind the wild beard and eyes, he wore a kind smile. Don't worry, Harry. You'll learn soon enough. Everyone starts at the beginning at Hogwarts. You'll do just fine. Just be yourself. I know it's hard, but you've been singled out and that's never easy. But you'll have a great time at Hogwarts. I did. Still do, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> Hack helped him on the bus that would take him back to the Dursleys, then handed him an envelope. Your ticket for Hogwarts, September 1st, King Station. It's on your ticket. Any problem with the Dursleys, just send me your owl. She'll know where to find me. See you soon, Harry. Uh, All right. <clears throat> I like this. <laughs> Notes. The goblins. Well, as I said previously, I decided to give them a little bit of a Bostonian <laughs> accent, even though there wasn't much dialogue with them as I had once thought there would be. But trying to write with a weird accent, even this little bit of dialogue, was a challenge. To help you through it, let me give you an example. Park the car or I'll have a heart attack, and a Bostonian accent would come out something like, Park the car or I'll have a heart attack. Hopefully you get the idea. And I wanted to make them carbaggers from the north, and New Yorkers were just too easy. <laughs> well, thank you. Is that All the right, end next? of that chapter? Yes. Okay, um, let's I'll... pause it for half a second so you can eat. Okay. Okay, pause! pause. 
All right, chapter six, our final chapter. Back at Dursley Manor, the winds of change were strong. Dirk refused to be in the same room as Harry. Is that gas? No, that was just blah. No, I mean the winds of change. Oh, yes. (laughs) Dirk refused to be in the same room as Harry and had trouble enough whenever Harry was in the trailer at all. Uncle Vern and Aunt Daisy did their best just to avoid him. Harry spent a lot of time to to himself in his RV. How is that any different? I don't know. <laughs> Probably just as well, too, since his owl, whom he named... Oh. Come on, what's the, what's the southern fried version of Hedwig? I don't I don't know. Hetty. Hetty. Oh, that's kind of cute, mm-hmm. though. Kept coming home with dead mice. Hetty the owl. Harry reckoned that Aunt Daisy wouldn't think very much of that. When September 1st was only a few days away, Harry approached Uncle Vern. In the process, he managed to send Dirk scurrying out of the living room by his mere presence. Uncle Vern, stated Harry, I need to be at King Station on the 1st. Could you give me a ride? Uncle Vern grunted, which Harry took as a yes. I'm surprised it's King Station and not, like, President's Station. Right? I know. Yeah. Gotta be in town on the 1st anyway, otherwise you'd be high and dry, Uncle Vern muttered. Why are you going to be in town? Asked Harry, trying to be conversational. Uncle Vern gave Harry a very uncertain glance and said, Gotta get that pigtail removed, not on one to take it to anybody we know. <laughs> oh, I see, said Harry, not sure what else to say. <laughs> what the hell are you taking a bus for anyway? You're off to become a wizard, ain't you? What, they run out of magic carpets for y'all? Only have short broomsticks to haul kids to school? He said that last part with a nervous chuckle. Where is this school anyway? Harry never thought to ask. I don't know, he blurted out before he could think. Uncle Vern only spasmed harder with laughter. Oh, that's good. Going off to catch a bus, take you to a train, going somewhere you have no idea where. I swear, none of y'all are firing on all eight. I don't think you got eight to begin with, probably only four, and still not hitting all of them. He had worked himself up into one of his laughing fits, and all signs of nervousness had left him at this point. I'm guessing that's an engine thing? Right? We're assuming? What? Firing on all eight, and then he only has four? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's... Uh, cylinders yeah. of a car. Sure. Yeah. Car. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you. I know car I think things. gas in them, they run. I know car. Car, car. I know car. car. I speak car. Yes, I do. <laughs> vroom, vroom. I speak car. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> beep, beep. Hey, Harry decided he wasn't going to miss this one little bit. Uncle Vern turned back to whatever it was he was engrossed in, signaling the end of their little conversation. I'm guessing that Uncle Vern is watching either NASCAR, Duck Dynasty, or my new favorite show, White People Renovating Things. Oh no, what? That's a title of a thing? (laughs) Have you seen the newest South Park episode? No. Um, Yeah, it makes fun of all those HGTV shows (laughs) because um, Stan's parents have their own new show called White White People People Renovating Things because every other name was taken. (laughs) No, I haven't. Uh, it was weird. Are you watching Survivor? <laughs> uh, okay. We did something to pass time before you came. We didn't want to start like a full episode. Yeah. So that's what we watched. It was very odd. Yeah, I get that. <clears throat> All right. Um, August 31st found Harry ready to leave. He had already packed. He wasn't taking much other than the few new things he had. He and Hack had picked up a Diagon Alley. He tossed in a few clothes and his favorite tennis shoes. He'd be wearing his favorite jeans and boots and figured he would change into his robes on the train. Harry was up by 5 a.m. He even did his chores just to pass the time. Soon Uncle Vern, Aunt Daisy, and Dirk all emerged from Dursley Manor and got in the truck. I love that Dursley Manor's in quotes every time. (laughs) Aunt Daisy managed to talk Dirk into riding in the backseat with Harry, but Dirk put as much space between him as possible between him. Um, Harry resigned himself to having a very quiet ride in town. When they arrived in town, Uncle Vern's first stop was the bus station. Harry presumed they were glad to be rid of him, and he was probably right. Uncle Vern even unloaded Harry's old but very large suitcase, held together by an old belt run around the outside. I love it! I love it! But that's as much help as Harry was going to get. Uncle Vern half set it down, half let it gravity take over, tossed Harry a glance that was somewhere between glad you're gone and get the hell out, <laughs> got back in his truck and they were gone. Dirk treated him to faces and gestures as they pulled away. Good riddance, thought Harry. The bus ride was uneventful, although the cage and Hetty did, a lo- did draw a lot of stares. 
Wasn't often anybody in the area saw someone with an owl in a cage. <laughs> but like most folks in the area, they just glanced for a few minutes, they returned to mind their own business. When the bus arrived at the big station in downtown Dallas, Harry already knew the way to Union Station to catch the train. He drug his luggage along until he was inside the station, then dug out his ticket. It was then that he realized, to his horror, that he didn't think he was in the right place. Mm-mm. His ticket clearly said Hogwarts Express on it and listed the track as nine and three quarters. Harry looked around and did not see any signs pointing to any tracks with numbers that included fractions. <laughs> Harry swallowed hard. Had Hack forgotten to tell him something? Was he in the wrong station? Hard to believe that since Dallas is only one station. He looked everywhere for the sign saying nine and three quarters, but failed to find it. I guess nine and three fourths, because we're in, you know, Dallas. <laughs> he didn't want to approach any of the stewards, both for fear of making a fool of himself and possibly getting in some sort of trouble. He wondered if this was going to be similar to the entry to Diagon Alley behind the, from behind the crab kettle, but he had absolutely no idea where to start. It was pure serendipity that he caught sight of a smallish group of people pushing luggage carts, <laughs> one with, one with what appeared to be a similar sized cage as he had. <laughs> Harry decided to follow them to see where they went. The group of people, all red-haired, stopped in one of the corridors and seemed to huddle for just a moment. There was a largest, largish, portly woman, <laughs> an older... It's like if my dad wrote a porno, how many ishes you can get, largish, smallish, palish, brownish, pinkish. Yeah, so many ishes. <laughs> so many ishes. Also, I object to, to Mrs. Weasley being a largish, portly woman. An older boy, a pair of twins, a younger boy about Harry's age, and a little girl. Harry looked around nervously, afraid he was being too conspicuous. When he looked back at the group, he noticed... The kid with the owl being conspicuous. Right. He noticed the cage was gone, and so was the oldest boy. Harry was certain he had not turned away for long. If the older boy had come his way, he'd surely have seen him. And if he'd gone the other way, he should still be in sight. During his wonderment... During his wonderment? It's a word... It seems awkward. <laughs> During his wonderment, he saw one of the twins take a luggage cart, which did not seem to have a big cage, and start walking down the hall. Harry tried to keep an eye on him, but thanks to a handful of other passengers, the boy simply disappeared. Harry had no idea what he'd, where he'd gone off to. Harry decided to approach the group for help. They were obviously taking talking amongst themselves, and he didn't wish to intrude when the other twins took off in the same direction. Again, Harry tried to watch him, but it seemed as if he had headed towards one of the pillars one moment, and the next he was simply not there. Um, excuse me, Harry stammered. The woman turned and greeted him with a friendly smile. Excuse me, I was wondering if, well, you want to know how to get to, tr- to track nine and three four, she said. Her voice, that buttery smooth southern bell type. Yeah, Harry said almost hurriedly. Make it buttery, Sarah. With a sigh of relief. Go fuck yourself. The woman chuckled politely. Not to worry, it's Ron's first year as well. She said, obviously referring to the young boy remaining. All you need to do is walk towards that pillar between tracks 9 and 10 from the south side. Best to do it at a good clip if you're nervous. Harry looked at the where she had indicated. His first thought was, that's it. But then he wondered if he needed to do anything else. He supposed not, thanked the woman, and headed for the pillar. He walked briskly, trying to put her advice into action. Fortunately, as he approached, he was distracted by the public address system blaring without warning. He looked up towards where the sound was coming from, and before he knew it, he was in darkness. A few more steps, and he emerged into the Texas sun on a concrete landing, complete with a sign that said nine and three fourths and a magnificent red steam locomotive. Woo! Right. I mean, woo woo! <laughs> Such a dumb joke we both made. Let's go to our friends. He was certain this was where he needed to be now. He saw all sorts of people with animal cages and baggage carts full of luggage. Owls and cats eye each other suspiciously. The owls hooting at one another and the cats meowing their discontent. Meowy meow. (laughs) Meowy meow. Yeah, that's how they talk. Of course. Yeah. There was a mixture of kids here. Obviously, everywhere from everyone from first years. Kids kids who climb on rocks? (laughs) obviously everywhere from first years to graduate students harry figured and nobody was in robes all were wearing regular street clothes harry soon learned that that wasn't entirely true 
He did see the older red-haired boy walking up and down the landing, pointing to some people in certain directions. And when he got close enough to the twins, taking a far amount of taking a fair amount of chiding before he returned to one of the lead cars of the train. Chide, 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 chide. Right? Yeah. Harry also noticed the round-faced boy who seemed to be looking for something he must have dropped. Granny, he heard the boy <gasps> say, I've lost him again. The old woman with... Um, the old woman with high... What the fuck? What's his name? Neville. Is it really? <laughs> the old woman with high just gave a practice sigh and said, Oh, Neville. Harry yes. got the distinct impression that this must happen a lot with the boy. I guess Neville's pretty southern. Right. Yeah. He noticed the boy with very odd hair. <coughs> Harry, Harry think he had seen someone on... Harry think. Well, okay. Harry thought he had seen someone on television with that hairstyle once and heard it called dreadlocks. Oh. <laughs> had a box with air holes in it. It was getting many reactions from the small crowd that gathered around him. Who has dreadlocks? Um, Dean Jordan? Um, no, Lee. Lee, Lee. has dreadlocks. Okay. Yeah. All right. Lee Jordan. There Lee Jordan. Uh, let's see. Harry also noticed that everyone was putting their luggage in the cars themselves. He wheeled his cart towards an open spot near the end of the train and started taking things off his baggage cart. Harry was almost conspicuously alone handling his luggage when the <laughs> twins appeared. Do you know what just happened? I have no clue. <laughs> Harry just had a culture shock. Because he just turned around and was like, oh my god, a black person. <laughs> like, that's what just happened. Yeah. That's literally what just happened. I saw someone on TV like that once. Yes. That is exactly what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Harry. That's <laughs> cool. All right. Little help they offered, not really asking so much as helping without a reply. With a small struggle, they got Harry's things on the train. Thanks, said Harry, who wiped his brow with the effort. <laughs> so, took a lot of effort to say thanks. Jesus, Harry. Thank you. Yeah. It was quite warm this time of year, after all. It was then that Harry noticed the twins were regarding Harry with puzzled looks. There's so many Harrys in the sense. <laughs> Harry stopped what he was doing and looked back at them, probably just as puzzled. What? Harry asked Harrys. <laughs> was that? said so one of the twins inquired, pointing at Harry's forehead. It's you, ain't it? said one of them. He is, said the other. Ain't you? What? said Harry. You're Harry Potter, they said simultaneously, but quietly. Oh, said Harry, relieved. Yeah, I'm him. Er, that's me. Yeah. The twins gawked at him. Harry felt uncomfortable and found his rescue in the familiar voice of the twins' mother. Fred, George, come here and help Ron with his stuff. Come and Ma, they said. With a last look at Harry, they scurried off to help their younger brother. Harry took a seat on the train by a window. He was mostly hidden from the red-haired family, but he could hear everything they said. Their mother had just produced a handkerchief and proceeded to make an attempt at cleaning something off the younger boy's face. Ron, you've got something on your nose. The youngest boy tried valiantly to dodge his mom's handkerchief, but with only limited success. Mom, the boy complained, lay off. Aw, has Baby Carrot got something on his nose? One of the twins tried. Baby Carrot! Yep. Oh mm -hmm. my god. Shut up, replied the boy. Where's Percy? asked the mother. Here he comes, said one of the twins in a very annoyed tone. Ugh, Percy's the worst. The oldest boy arrived, still in his robes, and Harry noticed a very shiny silver badge on his chest, like a cocksure sheriff out of a western, except Harry noticed it featured the letter P predominantly. For... Percy. <laughs> I was going to say with Pratt, but yeah. I can't dawdle... We're in America. Sorry. I can't dawdle around here, Mom. Y'all, all the prefects are front. Sorry. All the prefects are up front with the first two compartments, said the older boy. Fuck. Oh, piped one of the twins. Are you a prefect, Percy? He said, spraying the older boy with spittle <laughs> as he pronounced prefect. You should have said something. We all had no idea. Hold your horse, said their twin. I seem to recall him saying something about it, maybe once or twice. A minute. All summer, they both said. <laughs> oh, shut your traps, both of you, said Percy the prefect, who turned and headed towards the front of the train. How come Percy gets new robes anyway, asked one of the twins. 
Because he's a prefect, that's why, answered the mom fondly, leaving no room for discussion. <laughs> All right, dears, have a good semester. Send an owl when you get there. And this year, you two, she pointed almost threateningly at the twins, behave yourselves. I don't want to get any more owls from the principal saying you've blown up a toilet or... Blown up a toilet, cried one of the twins. You've never done no such thing. That's a great idea. Thanks, Mom. Now y'all hush, the mom sternly, and look after Ron, she said gently. Don't worry, baby Carrot will be safe with us, answered oh one God, of the twins. Oh my God, baby Carrot. Shut up, muttered Ron. <laughs> Shut up. Harry noticed they called him baby Carrot, even though Ron was almost as tall as they were, and his nose was still pink from his mother's ministrations to his hygiene. Hey, Mom, guess what? Guess who we saw on the train? One of the twins asked in a conspiratorial tone. Harry leaned back and out of sight quickly. You know that dark-haired boy who was near us in the station? You know who that was? Who? Harry Potter, the twin whispered almost reverently. Sorry. Harry Potter. Harry Potter! Harry Potter! Harry heard the little girl's voice for the first time. Oh, Mom, can I go on board and see him, please? Can I marry him? Well, yeah, you will later, Creeper. You've already seen him at the station. Besides, the boy ain't something you gawk at like a circus. Harry still couldn't see, but he could feel the flow of conversation moving. Is he really, Fred? How do you know? Asked him. Saw the scar. It's really there, like a lightning bolt. Oh, the poor dear. No wonder he was by himself. I had to wonder. He was quite the young gentleman when he asked how to get on the platform, she said. Never you mind that. Do you suppose he remembers? You know, what you know who looks like? Asked the twin excitedly. Harry could picture the look on the mom's face. You are forbidden to ask him. No, don't you even dare. As if he needs a reminder of that first day of that on his first day of school. All right, all right. Don't go off half. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Uh, don't go off half cock, said the twin. The twin the the train whistle. <laughs> Breaking up the conversation. Break up, break up, break up. All right, get on board, the mom said. <clears throat> the three boys climbed on board. The twins leaned out the window and blew kisses back and forth to their mom, their little sister, Aww. who started to cry. Don't, Ginny, we'll send you a flock of owls, said one of the twins. We'll even send you a Hogwarts toilet seat, said the other. <laughs> George, ro roared the mom. Just kidding, mom. Jeez. The train gave a lurch and was underway. Harry saw the mother waving, the little girl half laughing, half crying as she waved goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> while running and trying to keep up with the train as it gained speed. Harry watched the people on the platform disappear as the train rounded a turn. Soon houses were flashing past the window as the train was making its way out of town. Harry's heart leapt into his chest with excitement. He didn't know where he was going or what it might be like, but it had to be better than Dursley Manor. His heart leapt up into his chest. Whoop. Where does he usually keep his heart? Um, and his pelvis? <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. I mean... Sorry. Mm -hmm. Maybe Ole Ollivander, not Oleander. Ollivander <laughs> could could tell. Yeah. yeah. Eleven and a half inches. Quite simple. <laughs> Alright, the giggity. <laughs> the compartment door slid open and the youngest red haired boy stood in the doorway. Anyone sitting there? he asked, pointing at the empty seat across from Harry. No, help yourself. Thanks. Everyone else is full. He glanced at Harry, then quickly turned his attentions out the window. Kenny hadn't looked. Harry noticed that Ron still had a smudge on his nose. Hey, Ron, the twins peered at the door. Hey, we're going down towards the middle of the train. Lee Jordan's got a giant tarantula. Right, mumbled Ron. Harry, when the twins piped up. Do we introduce ourselves? Friend George Weasley. This is our brother Ron. See you later. They ain't changing their names. They're all <laughs> just fucking Weasleys. I mean, Fred and George. Yeah. Ron... Bye, said Harry and Ron. Are you really Harry Potter? blurted out Ron. Harry just nodded. Oh, well, I thought it might be one of friend George's jokes, said Ron. Have you really got the, you know, the scar? Harry brushed his hair out of the way so Ron could see. Golly, Ron said as he stared. So that's where you know who. Yeah, said Harry before Ron could finish, but I don't recall a thing about it. Nothing? asked Ron eagerly. Well, I remember green. Just green, nothing else, said Harry. Wow, said Ron, impressed. He sat and gawked at Harry for a couple of moments, and then, as he realized what he was doing, looked quickly out the window. Are all your family wizards? asked Harry, who was finding Ron just as interesting as Ron was finding him. Uh, yeah, I think so, said Ron. I think Mom's got a cousin who's a tax attorney, but we never talk about him. So you must know tons of magic already? 
The Weasleys must be one of them old wizarding families the boy in Madame Malkin's shop was referring to. I heard you had to go live with muggles, said Ron. What are they like? Horrible. Well, not all of them, but my aunt, uncle, and cousin are the dregs of society, said Harry. I wish I had wizard brothers. Ah, uh, five, said Ron. For some reason, Ron was acting quite blue. I'm the sixth in our family to go to Hogwarts. You might say I got a lot to live up to. Bill and Charlie have already graduated. Bill was head boy and Charlie was Quidditch captain. Percy's a prefect. Fred and George horseplay a lot, but still get real good grades. Plus, everybody thinks they're funny. Everyone expects me to do as well, but if I do, it's no big deal because the other has already done it first. And you never get anything new with five older brothers either. Either, sorry. It's all hand-me-downs. I got Bill's old robes, Charlie's old wand, and Percy's old wrap. <laughs> Ron reached inside his jacket pocket and produced a fat gray rat, which is asleep. His name is Scabbers. He's about as useless as te teats on a bull. <laughs> That's right. He almost never wakes up. Percy got an owl from my dad for becoming a prefect, but they can't. Uh, uh, I mean, I got Scabbers instead. Ron's ears went pink. Harry didn't think that was anything to be ashamed of. Pinker than the rest of him. That's right. Until Hat came along and took him to Gringo's. Harry never had two coins to rub together. Sounds from the corridor interrupted. A largest woman, another largest woman, another largest, pushing a cart, opened the door and asked, "Y'all want some to nibble on?" Mm-hmm. The cart was laden with treats, and Harry realized he hadn't eaten anything all day. Ron looked up with a thinly veiled, disgusted look, held up a Ziploc baggie with a couple of sandwiches inside of it, and said, "No thanks, I'm set." He commented to himself, "She always forgets I don't like mustard on my roast, on my roast beef." Ooh. <laughs> He noticed Harry was paying attention to him and quickly explained, she doesn't have a lot of time, you see, with four of us to fix lunch for. Harry looked at the cart and didn't recognize a single thing on it. Instead of the candy bars, moon pies, and other sweets he was accustomed to, this had pumpkin pralines, birdie bots, every flavor beans, and chocolate toads. <laughs> Harry returned with more stuff than he could carry. He dumped the load between himself and Ron and dug into a chocolate toad. Help yourself, he said to Ron. Harry had never had an opportunity to share anything with anyone before. Well, not on a voluntary basis, and not with anyone other than Dirk. So Harry's learning what black people look like and what sharing is? Yeah, it's big, a big day, day for Harry. <laughs> Thanks, said Ron, whose face brain. Harry opened up a pumpkin praline and managed to scarf that down pretty fast. He picked up a chocolate toad and looked at Ron with a quizzical eye. They're not a real toads, are they? He asked. After all... After all he'd seen, he wouldn't be surprised if it was. No. Besides, it's the card you want. Inside each package is a card with the famous Witcher Wizard. I'm missing Agrippa and Ptolemy. Also, I love that it's pumpkin pralines. That sounds really good. Because fun. pralines are, you know, very it's popular. It's pralines. Yeah. Wouldn't it be pralines because it's southern? Yeah. No. No? No. Um, it sounds really good, though. They are delicious. I'm into and everything pumpkin. I don't know. Dude, Trader Joe's is your friend this week then. Yeah. It's like pumpkins barfed all over Trader Joe's. It's not even like pumpkin spice things. I just like pumpkin. I know, but like I'm saying they have like everything. Really? Everything okay. pumpkin. Well, I'll have to go. Yeah. Alright. Um, Harry opened the package and out leapt a chocolate toad out the window. <laughs> Harry watched in amazement as it climbed the windowsill and leapt out. Pity, said Ron. They only have one good jump in them to begin with. See on the card. Harry looked at the car and saw an old man wearing half-moon glasses on a crooked <gasps> nose with impossibly long, oh, flowing this. silver hair and beard, dressed in purple robes. Underneath it said, Amos Dumbledore. Amos! Amos. That's so right. This is Dumbledore, said Harry. Don't tell me you never heard of Dumbledore, asked Ron, very surprised. Can I have a toad? I might get a grippa. Thanks. Harry turned his card over and read, Amos Dumbledore, current headmaster of Hogwarts, Considered by many to be the greatest wizard of modern times, Dumbledore is particularly famous for his defeat in the Dark Wizard Grindelwald in a cage match in 1945. A cage match! Sorry. <laughs> I can't draw that. I can't. Uh... Also for the discovery of the 12 uses of dragon's blood and his work on alchemy with his partner, Nicholas Flamel. Professor Dumbledore enjoys chamber music and horseshoes. <laughs> Harry turned the card back over and was astonished to find that Dumbledore's face had disappeared. He's gone, exclaimed Harry. Well, you can't expect him to hang around all day. After all, he's a busy man, said Ron. He'll be back. Or I got Morgana again. I got about six of her. Do you want it? You can start collecting. Ron's eyes strayed to the pile of chocolate toads left unopened. 
Help yourself, said Harry. But in the muggle world, you know, people stay put in photos. Mm. They do? Weird, said Ron. <laughs> Harry stared as Dumbledore wandered across the frame of his card, gave him a quick wink. The door to their compartment opened up, and the round-faced boy called Neville poked his head in. Have y'all seen my toad, he asked. When both Harry and Ron shook their heads no, Harry's face, sorry, Neville's face got redder. Damn it, I've lost him again. Don't worry, I'm sure he'll turn up, said Harry. Yeah, said Neville unconvincingly. Well, if you see him, just holler. Neville went on his way. If I had a toad, I think I'd lose it on purpose, said Ron. But of course, I got scabbers, so I really can't have a lot of room to talk, do I? <laughs> He's absolutely useless. Just sleeps all day. Fred gave me a spell to turn him yellow. Uh, maybe make him a bit more interesting. Want me to try it? Sure, said Harry. Always happy with the opportunity <laughs> to learn my magic. And that's it. That's where it ends. No! Yes. We don't even get to meet Hermione and find out what her name is. I know. Oh, L-O-V-I-S. Right, right? more. That's it. It's the sadness. It's over. Uh, when was this published? Uh, sadly... It was like 2001. No. So it'll never be finished. No. I know. I know. It's so sad. Okay, listeners, challenge. Write more Southern Fried Harry Potter so Seriously, we can read it. I know. We need that. Oh. oh it's the worst. It's over. It is over. Oh. <sighs> sad cheese. <laughs> what? What? I drew a baby carrot. You drew a baby carrot? Yeah. Let's see my baby carrot. Look how cute it is. Oh, it is such a cute baby carrot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll post it on Instagram. Um, yeah. Just for all of you. Aww. You know, that need to see what baby carrots look like. Dear readers, finish Southern Fried Harry Potter. Please. Because that would be... Listeners. So fun. Alright, so that's it. Yeah. That was solid, though. I have to say, good job, Lewis. Yep. Lewis and the Celebrity Harry Potter. Um, I definitely enjoyed Old Mort being Voldemort. <laughs> that was incredibly solid. And Hack. I love Hack. I liked Hack. I enjoyed Gringos. I did enjoy Gringos, but <laughs> the Bostonian <laughs> Goblins. I enjoy inside. the Bostonian Goblins. Um, uh, yeah, I did. What the fuck is Draco's name? I don't know. I want to know. I know. And if we had just finished it. the chapter on the fucking, on uh, the fucking fuck. on, the, on the fucking train, we wouldn't know what his name was. Right? Because he waters it all like, oh, Potter, you need to find yes. the right kind of friends. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Fuck, man. Seriously. Ugh. I'm going to say his name is Darren. Because Darren's Darren. a pretty douchey name, Darren's, and I feel yeah. like Darren would be an appropriate, like, you know, yeah. Darren. Hello, my name is Darren. I'm a douche. Darren the douche. Darren the douche. That would be a solid, solid fucking... Oh, so I found this really good um, story uh-huh. that I wanted to read, but it's entirely in fucking French, and I don't feel like translating the entire thing. Because, you know, Google Translate is terrible. I'm... You suck. No, like, if you hit, like, no, Translate no, page, no, no, it's really bad. And that, no. that quiz I gave you was no. solid. No. Yes, it was. No. <laughs> no. Hang on. I'm going to read all this. I'm going to read all this. You're going to read all what? You're going to read all of this? I'm going to read it. She um, sent me... Sarah thought she was cute and sent me a quiz to find out what your true Patronus is, okay? Yeah. And I was like, all right, fine, I'll take another Harry Potter quiz. And I open it up, and the damn thing is entirely in French. And yeah, I'm like, okay, well, I took French for two years. I can maybe, you know, muggle my way through this. Funny and shit. And so I'm trying to read it, and I'm like, no, I don't. I know some of these words, right? Like, that means book and and, you know... That's chimney, and okay. That's chimney. Right? But most of them, I'm like, I have no idea. So I'm just going through Google Translate, like <laughs> like one, and I can't copy and paste it because of the way it's formatted, so I have to keep flipping back from page to page and typing into Google <laughs> oh, Translate, such a bitch. and then I have to Google Translate all the damn answers so I can figure out what it is, right? 
and then and then it finally pops up and tells me what my Patronus is. It was a chair. It was an office chair. My because, Patronus is an office because chair. you might want to in the middle of battle against the dark forces have a seat. Yeah, well, Sarah, your true Patronus is a troll because. <laughs> You made me do that. Okay, I'm sorry. I was really, my favorite thing, just because one of the questions was, um, in the end, do you think Snape, like, really was, like, that bad? And then the two choices are, um, of course not. He helped save the, the wizarding world. The other one is, no, shithead, 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 shithead. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's not as funny once you have to Google Translate everything. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Although I'm sad because it didn't reference the actual name of um, Hogwarts, which is my favorite thing in French, besides the fact that their bond is a baguette. baguette. (laughs) Yes, because Hogwarts in French is Poudlard. Yes, just like Pouf Souffle is Pouf Souffle. souffle. (laughs) Serpentard and Pouf Souffle. Um, Gryffindor is the same because Gryffindor is gold griffin. There you go. But, um, yeah, so you're a poof soup. Yes, I am. super fun to say. But Poudlard is the thing. Yeah, but seriously, the whole The Wand is the Wizard part of the first book in French is hilarious because it's a baguette. <laughs> <laughs> he waves baguettes around. So many baguettes. Just piles and piles of baguettes. Oh, that makes it so good. Yeah, I know, right? Oh my God, Sarah, there is fancy golden reading girl. her books in French. Dude, okay, I'm sorry. My fancy, fancy. conversational fluency has like totally gone down because I have no one to fucking talk fancy, to. Fancy, fancy. Well, so talk I have to, to read. Yourself. Yeah, but I mean, it's not as fun. Talk. So I just read. <laughs> you know, every day I read the news in French. Can make you a little sock puppet. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So can we read some Golden Girls fan fiction next time? I feel like that'd be really good. Yeah. I mean, but we're supposed to be continuing. Oh my god. <laughs> After find? getting the AIDS test, Rose must do the unthinkable. Tell Miles she may have HIV. Will it be the end of their relationship? Oh my god. Oh my god. Is that too serious? Um I think that's too serious. There are, yeah. Some of these are terrible. But um, one of them is a slash fic. Ooh, we can read yeah, that one. We could totally read that one. Where B. Arthur kills everybody. <laughs> she finally... That's a slasher fic. Oh. Slash fic is when that's like two people in the thing, like like Draco Harry fiction is like slash fic. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I kind of like a serial killer slasher, <laughs> Golden Girls. Yeah. Write me that one, Sarah. I will. <laughs> Draw me that picture, please. Oh, man. <laughs> Tomorrow when you're there bored. There would just be so many wrinkles. So many wrinkles. Tomorrow when you're bored, please draw me. Just be Arthur holding be Arthur, heads. Yes, killing people. Killing killing the rest of the girls. Oh, the, <laughs> She's got her, her mother in one hand and the other two in the oh, other. Oh, let's be real. If anyone is going to, like, snap and serial kill her, it would totally it's be Rose. Rose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's always the quiet one. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the end of our... Podcast. Podcast tonight. Next time we'll actually have Hannah back with us, finally. I'm excited. I am excited too. I'm excited. Especially because we get to read our sweet, sweet story. Yay! Yes, until then, share with your friends. Join us on Facebook at Fan Fantastic Podcast. On Instagram at Fan Fantastic. On Twitter at Fantastic because they wouldn't let us put the fan in there. Sure. And if you have any good stories you want us to read, email them to us at fanficantastic at gmail.com. Either your own stories or, or somebody, else's. somebody else's suggest stories to us. Yeah. We, we reach would, it. Yeah. To us. Yeah. yeah. Reach out. Touch somebody. <laughs> right next to you. Rub their nipple a little bit. Uh, yeah. Doesn't that feel good? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>